to the first episode of Brainstorm News. I am one of your hosts, Gerald Nelson Stoliker. Joining me is Chris Bradley. How's it going, Jerry? It's going, dude. We're trying something new here. Figured we'd switch it up. Yep. Uh, switch it up just a little bit here. <clears throat> And we're actually uh, excited to bring you this. So this is kind of new for us. So what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of fuck around and talk about some of the recent news that you probably won't see on CNN, but you can catch it on BNN. BNN. <laughs> yep, Brainstorm Network News. We are excited to bring this new show to you guys. Hell we're yeah. going to run through a slew of uh, fun slew and of exciting topics. news. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, we'll jump right into it. So this week on the show... Uh, what the hell happens on a school bus with a deer? Also, what happened this day in history? And Mafia Fugitive, how the hell did he get himself busted? <laughs> we also have radioactive dogs in Russia, apparently. And the robot takeover has begun, and it's beginning in New York. And what did a home inspector do on camera? Gross. But first, everybody's favorite potential supervillain, but not really because he's the coolest guy in the world, Elon Musk. Why don't you uh, jump us into that one, Chris? There's some yeah. interesting shit that went down so today. I, I sent this over to you, uh, what was that, yesterday or this morning? Mm -hmm. Something like that. And Elon uh, sent out a couple of tweets, um, and I'll read these. Um, uh, let's say I'm quoting Elon Musk here on his Twitter. So first, Neuralink product will enable someone with uh, paralysis to use a smartphone with their mind faster than someone using their thumbs. That's so that insane. first tweet alone is mind blowing, you know. So that's just crazy to me that they can literally, they'll ultimately be able to use their mind to flip through their phone and through their apps and contacts, make calls, do texts, all that stuff. Like we have to actually use our. We're at a disadvantage, uh, disadvantage because we have our fingers. Yeah. Yeah, we're at a disadvantage because we, we have our limbs. They're thinking it, and it's just, like, appearing. Could you imagine if this type of technology came out in the time of, uh, God, Stephen Hawkins? Like, his earlier years when he started I mean, to become brilliant, having the power to be able to do this. He would have been unstoppable, I feel like. I, he was able to I do a lot. I almost said Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawkins. Oh my! Can't God. fix that face, boy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he. Uh, so um, Stephen Hawking, uh, Hawking uh, was. Uh, he was able to do a lot, like given exactly. his. Exactly. Imagine if he had this type of capability. I know. Though, I know. Dude. But that's that's just a thing with like history and evolution and like the 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 growth of technology. Right. You know, it's almost <laughs> like um, you know you have to sacrifice and for the greater good of the, the future. You not know? only. Is Neuralink just fucking badass? But we also have a soft spot for it too, because that was like our literally our first episode. Yeah, we did the we, education of Neuralink. So anytime few, anything yeah. Neuralink related comes up, we like share it to one another. Like, yep. dude, check this out. Yeah. So that was his first tweet, and he followed it up um, with a second tweet. Um, he said later versions will be able to shunt signals from Neuralinks in brain uh, in brain to Neuralinks uh, in body motor sensory neuron clusters, thus enabling, for example paraplegics to walk again so people will be able to to walk essentially with with this technology yep and i think i also heard that they're thinking that there's a possibility that uh this will be within the next year right uh i'm not too sure i, I don't know if uh, we'll see that in the next year i mean i know that they're working pretty hard on it i think ultimately we'll see that in probably the next five years i think um don't quote me on that one. Um, but yeah, so like that, I think it's just crazy that we're, 
we're coming upon the age where we're going to be able to implant a, uh, a chip into somebody's head that's going to be able to give somebody with paralysis th more functionality than, than even we have as fully functioning, fully body abled, you know. Absolutely. So. <clears throat> we'll just go ahead and pause. So anyways, uh, Elon Musk, you know, that shit's, shit's wild. It's only going to get crazier with him. Um, I did hear another little tidbit that they were talking about uh, someone that works part of uh, Elon Musk's team thinks that they can continue to work with some genetic modification and be able to bring a real-life Jurassic Park if they wanted to. Just a flex. I mean... <laughs> I mean, at the at the rate at this progression, like it's, I wouldn't be surprised. Just that that's all they just had. A, they just had a quick flex that they wanted I mean. to throw. Uh, moving on. So, deer crashes through a school bus windshield and lands on a sleeping student. That's why all the cool kids sit in the back of the bus, bro. That's true. Who's in the front? Uh, there's actually or... a video, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go ahead and pull this video up comes crashing through the front windshield. Take a look. Oh! He's like, damn! My goodness, the deer landed right on top of a student. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, that deer's gotta get that get off, dude. He's not wearing a there mask. There he goes, there it goes. Like, this must stop. God. Yeah, so that kid damn. that kid is like leaning forward. Seems to be okay. Leaning for okay. Yeah, and it fell like right on top of him. That's crazy. <laughs> Jesus, that's crazy. Dude. Have you ever hit a deer with your car? Uh, yeah, I've I used to hit them all the time. Um, well, I mean, you're from a, from a spot the that's pretty. You just you don't stop, man. You just yeah. hit them. But you just you'd be surprised. You hit them dead center. Like sometimes they don't even really fuck shit up. I actually hit a deer in Jacqueline's car. Really? The first time she's so the seven <laughs> years that I've been with her, the only time we've ever taken her car up was this past like winter mm -hmm. and we took her escape up and fucking we were driving from my buddies to head up to the bar and wham fucking front no corner way. panel went over the hood deer in the headlights looked up at her she was like oh my god and it like got up and ran off and like uh yeah. i'm sitting there at the bar and i'm just like you know he definitely lived my buddies are like no, no way in hell, dude. No, no way in hell. Just trying to make her feel better. <laughs> right. Anyways. I've, <laughs> I, I've never hit a deer. You've never hit one? No. No. It's a... I've it's like, an experience. They've jumped in front of me, but I've like been able to slow down in time. Yeah, I've been you're not supposed to swerve. No. No, you're supposed to just no. hit them because, you know, usually when they... This is what you had insurance for. Like, yeah. come on. And it's got to pay off at some point. If some, anything, I wanted to hit a deer so I can upgrade my car, you know? And sometimes the fixings are still good. You get out. <laughs> That's true. If you hit it right, you can still take some home. So a mafia fugitive was caught after a YouTube cooking show accidentally reveals his identity. A cooking show. Yeah. Um, so Fox News actually talks about this. We'll let them do most of the brunt work, and then we'll kind of pick up and uh, talk afterwards um, about that. But so... We got a stupid ad here, obviously. There's always ads, and I just clicked on it. But we can talk over it. We're going to just talk over it. Talk over the ad. So what happened? You you were the one that were like, dude, you got to check this story out. Uh, we definitely need to add it to... It says, man loves man's love for Italian cuisine tipped off law enforcement leads to international arrest in Santo Domingo. Yeah, this guy was in, in the Dominican Republic. 
Um, so he was a mafia fugitive. Um, uh, let's see. His name was Mark Farron Claude Biart. So he got, he got caught after spending seven years on the run. Um, and Biart so he was from, uh, from Italy. Run. So he's from Italy. Um, and what's interesting, though, is the Dominican Republic is very popular with European travelers. It's very odd. But so he was found um, in Santo Domingo. Huh? Yeah, so 53-year-old man found nearly 5,000 miles away uh, from his hometown of Rome, so obviously Italy, um, based on a cooking YouTube channel he launched with his wife in Boca Chica. Why would you launch a YouTube channel if you're a wanted fugitive? Because the dude probably thought, he's like, I'm in the Dominican Republic. Who the hell would think that, like... YouTube is only... Yeah, he thought that whatever he was doing, he'd be, he's it's going to be local. It's localized. Do he doesn't think, realize YouTube. Do you YouTube, think he actually. ran this by anyone before he did it? Like any of his close associates? Like, look, man, I'm thinking of doing this, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, I mean, obviously it's YouTube, but I guess you only see the YouTube you get in your country." No, I doubt it. He's like, he seems like uh, you've seen The Sopranos. Yeah, he seems like Christopher, where he just makes a he goes. So he's he high just, on he, drugs he, all the time. He's high on drugs and just just makes a decision that's usually the wrong one. So law enforcement officials uh, were clued in that YouTube channel belonged to Biart, since the chef reviewed food while never revealing his face. Oh, so he was kind of trying to be secretive. Mm. The international report says the body parts that were viewable revealed the mysterious chef had tattoos that matched what authorities had on record for the escaped mafia member. Mm. Ooh, what an idiot. You feel like you would cover that up too. I mean, if you got a right if you got the right head on. Man. His love for Paschetti got him <laughs> got him in a lot of trouble over here. The ZD. <laughs> Tracking down the arresting Biart was a group effort that included the Central Criminal Police the Doctorate, Interpol, and multiple police forces from 10 different countries. That's pretty wild. That's crazy. Dude, Good there's going to be a fucking TV show about that. Oh, I'm sure. Which, by the way, have you seen Fargo ever yet? I haven't, no. Dude, watch it. We, right. we started watching it, and we just finished the first season. It's an anthology, which I didn't know, um, but it's just Interesting. crazy. Okay. I have to uh, check that out. Yeah, moving on. So you wanted to go ahead and educate us about uh, something that happened this day in history. Yep, a little fun segment for being it. in today. So uh, this day in history, which is April 9th for those that are listening. Um, so for April 9th on this day in history, Robert E. Lee surrenders. You. So what does that mean? Well, uh, what that means is at this point, the South surrendered the Civil War and the North um, was essentially declared the victor. Uh, so um, let's run through a little bit of detail in regards to uh, the surrender here. So in Appomattox Courthouse in Virginia, uh, Robert E. Lee surrendered his 28,000 Confederate troops to Union General Ulysses S. Grant, effectively ending the American Civil War. Forced to abandon the Confederate capital of Richmond, Virginia, blocked from joining the surviving Confederate force in North Carolina, uh, and harassed constantly by Union cavalry, Lee had no other option but to surrender. So, in retreating from the Union, uh, the Union's army, 
uh, in the Appomattox campaign, the Army of Northern Virginia had stumbled through the Virginia countryside, stripped of food and supplies. At one point, stripped, stripped. At one point, Union cavalry forces under General Philip Sheridan had actually outrun Lee's army, blocking their retreat and taking six thousand prisoners at Sailors Creek. So there was a lot of you know. they were essentially getting outrun. There yeah. was a lot of desertion. Um, they were mounting daily. And by April 8th, Hell the yeah, Confederates were. were surrounded with no possibility of escape. So they were essentially surrounded on April 8th. And then on April 9th, Lee sent a, men- a message to Grant announcing his willingness to surrender. Uh, and then the two generals met in the parlor of uh, the Wilmer McLean home at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And then they ended up, you know. Ending it. He ended up ending it. Um, and today he would have tweeted that, that he surrendered, and they would have met in a socially distanced place <laughs> with true. three masks on and decided that... Uh, they would have fist bumped the because race, no shaking The race hands. war is still not over. Right. So that is your day in history, April 9th. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. A home inspector was caught on a nanny cam pleasuring himself with a Tickle Me Elmo doll. This was in Michigan, too, which is just This was in Metro Detroit, yeah. and I used to do home inspections for almost three years, and I could never imagine, A, I could never imagine fucking an Elmo anyways, <laughs> let alone doing it in a... In a, in in a client's a, home. In a, in a uh, what, do they, what do they call it where the baby's at? Oh, it's a nursery. Yeah, and the nursery. That's what's even worse is like... This picture that you had up, or the video, I think there was a video, but uh, I don't really want to watch that. No. Um, so the video, we'll just explain it to those, because yeah. uh, we're not going to, but we will uh, be showing, you know, some clips of stuff like this. this There's going to be screen The grab screen grab of, of this guy, of he's got holding an back. Elmo, and he's in a nursery. There's like a yeah. crib in he the background. He essentially just pulls his pants down and starts banging this Elmo. He walks right in the room, and the camera turns on because it's an infant's room. So if there's right. motion, it turns on. And it's 2021. Uh, Let's he go. picks up the, the Elmo, makes the, sweet, sweet love to it for a whopping probably 30, 45 seconds. And uh, took him long enough. Yeah, then, then he puts it down. He just puts it back where he found it, does his pants up, and then he notices the camera at the end of the video. And he knows he fucked up. Yep. Um, so Kevin Wayne Val Leuven, damn, just outing his ass, 59 years old, was arraigned on charges of aggravated, aggravated indecent exposure and malicious destruction of property under $200. On, malicious a, a $200 destruction bond? of property. A $200 bond. I know, that was really low. But a $200 malicious, bond was set at 2500 cash or so. Malicious destruction of property. Hell is yeah. what they called his nutting, his work, aka nutting inside <laughs> an Elmo. Dude, those things vibrate though. Oh my god! Well, that's probably what turned him on. So, and this happened in Oxford Township, which is um, a little bit north of uh, Metro Detroit. Yeah, and so. it was uh, it was on my birthday. The charges stem from a March 12th incident in Oxford Township when homeowners asked to have their property inspected at respect of the buyers. A nursery camera detected movement. The news release said so. The 22 year old homeowner checked her phone and caught so she got the alert on her phone and watched it and then she masturbated to the video i think they said what she masturbated to him (laughs) shut the fuck up 
That's and then, a weird and then, turn. And then the security cam Woof. in her office, the boss was watching her, and then he pulled out a Tickle Me Cookie it's still, Monster. It's still going. And violated it. Um, yeah, so the nursery camera uh, detected it. It came to her phone. After he finished pleasuring himself, he returned the doll to its original place. That's nice of him. That was actually very respectful. So he left the evidence? That's probably why they dropped his bail, or his... Uh, his bail to this, $200 or whatever the fuck. Malicious <laughs> destruction of property. <laughs> that's one way to put it, dude. I know. That's great, dude. Uh, so in some very, very crazy news, um, very interesting news, bright blue dogs discovered in Russia. So a pack of bright blue stray dogs have been discovered in Russia's Nizhny Novgorod region. Uh, is that Russian? Is that a Russian accent? <laughs> it was decent. It was like Arnold doing Russian. Disney um, Navgorod. Yeah, it's a uh, Disney Navgorod. In Russia, dogs blew you. <laughs> so does Elmo. So the stray dogs were uh, photographed near a uh, dis near a factory in uh, what is that? Berdansk. What is it? Disused. Berdansk. <laughs> Okay, so this is there's a lot of Russian words yeah, here. There's a lot we're of Russian words, so we're just going to say in Russian. Yeah. So stray dogs were photographed in near a, city. a uh, factory in Russia. It is thought that there would be that their vivid blue coats have been caused by chemical waste from the factory, which used to make hydrocyanic acid and plexiglass until it closed six years ago. Damn, locals believe the dogs have been eating. Discarded copper sulfate, which oh. is a known blue dye. Oh, damn. Local authorities are currently investigating the incident. I feel bad for that guy. Look at, look at him. It's all blue. It is bad. He's probably ass, hurting. Though. You think so? Probably. He looks like he's eating well. Well, I mean, he doesn't look like he's malnourished by any means. Yeah, how many are there? This, this picture, there's one, two, three, four, five, six of them. Oh, there's seven, eight. There's two yeah, more up on, on the, the ridge. Right. Yeah, dude, what would you do if you just rolled up and saw that shit? Uh, well, I mean, God, first sad. of all, I'm in Russia, so anything is possible. Man, that's sad, ain't it? Though <laughs> it is sad. Yeah, I feel bad for those dogs. Actually, dude, there's especially a lot of, if it is legitimate, like poisoning or something. There's a like lot that. of crazy shit like that. So Chernobyl, where is that at? Chernobyl. Chernobyl. It's in uh, Chernobyl. Ukraine. In the Chernobyl. Ukraine. Yeah, there's, that's in Ukraine. Have you ever seen the videos of like the? Creatures of Chernobyl, uh, like the fucking like. There's like a deer that's got like a fucking another leg coming out of its chest. I haven't really seen anything of Caught like the camera, creatures like of the Chernobyl, but I've seen uh, I've seen plenty of like document uh, documentary footage. And then there's the um, I mean it's a let's call it a um, biographical drama, but they have uh, Chernobyl on HBO. Is which it was, good? Oh God, it was great. It was great. It's crazy, though. Like, it's actually, it does a really good job of, like, kind of showing you, like, how fucked up it really was. So. It's, it's, it is actually, like, mind-blowing, What's it based on? Like, is it about the explosion? It's or, about the, the, the lead up, the lead up to it and all of the aftermath. Oh. Dude, it's, it's all the, everything that you want to, like. Know or see yeah. it does a it does a pretty decent job. Like I said, it's there is some like um, there's some characters that aren't real there, but there are characters that were real and played a key role. Hmm. You know, so like they dramatize some things, but for the most part, it was they did a really good job. It's crazy. 
Yeah, that is crazy. And it's nuts because the New York cops deploy a creepy dog robot, and it's also blue. That I just oh, a blue robot, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. blue dog robot. So, and proof that we are uh, inching ever closer to a RoboCop scenario. The New York Police Department have been filmed using a robot dog at a crime scene in the city. That's really interesting. So, the robot dog named Diggy Dog, <laughs> Diggy Dog or Digi Dog, Digi Dog, Diggy. It's like a um, like a Dig Tamagotchi, Digi Dog. <laughs> <laughs> His mom was a Tamagotchi. Uh, it was filmed <laughs> yesterday on the streets of the New York by local videographer Dan Valls, who described it as creepy. Yeah, don't say. Let's watch this video, dude, and see how creepy this shit really is. But I like this shit. This is from Boston Dynamics, and they come out with a lot of like, and and uh, check that out. Check them out on like Google, just Boston, uh, Google Boston Dynamics, and you're gonna see a lot of the stuff that they have. They have the dogs. They have. Uh, uh, Actual like robot Dude, humans they have, like, those that are running ones. now. Like, there's a lot right. of cool stuff that they have going on. Like, they're they literally it's like Terminator. Guns. It's like the people of the future. The one shoots guns now. Yeah, it's crazy. Boston Dynamics, dude, that'd be a fun, fun little gig, huh? Oh man, that'd be a dream job. Look at him going. So there's no control because it's all it's ran by sensors and shit. It just floats, dude. You could put you could probably put like a cup of coffee on the back of that thing and it wouldn't tip over. It's very stable. Dude, we are how close do you think we are to have these patrolling the streets? Like instead of police officers like in certain areas that might be high in crime, they send these out that have like surveillance cameras, shit like that cuz they already kind of have that and they did have them in uh I don't know if it was Texas or where it was. You bring up um, a, an interesting. Let's let's theorize for a second. So like, so Boston Dynamics parking is parking lot robot Texas. Go on. Um. So oh, it's, uh, <laughs> nice. So right now the George Floyd case is going on right now. Right. Right. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of obviously uh, obvious conversation going on with, you know, how police handle certain situations, how they handle certain communities, right? you know, all of these things that are happening. And so with Boston Dynamics and their progression with having these like, you know, like robot, robot enforcers, right? You know, essentially it kind of makes like, me wonder. They're essentially like, digital rats, but they're, they're non-biased. Really but them. but think about it. So if those become mass-produced, they they're non-biased. They're programmed to be non-biased <clears throat> and to view everybody just as a human or as a as a as an individual. You know what I mean? Right. So it they would be trained to do X in this situation, not to have a variable and turn it into Y. For sure. You know what I mean? And also deploying, think about, think back to the riots, right? Where you would see like all the SWAT, 100%. The SWAT guys trying to push crowd control. You're not going to push. You have violence towards police officers. Then you have. They're not going to get pissed at you when they get hit. Right. And then, but then beat the also, shit out of you. You also have violence towards, you know, they could just single people out. And it eliminates, like you said, it eliminates all of that 
you know, judgment, I guess. Of the emotion. Yeah, all the emotion out of it. Right. And you could fucking have one of these things go and just disperse a fucking big pepper spray cloud. It wouldn't damage any of the other robots. Well, and I think getting that would be the ultimate goal the of that, right? the facial scan of everyone that's in it. Right. And they're think, all busted. It would be a lot more, honestly. I think that would be the ultimate goal is to have them I'm, be a non-lethal you're, enforcer. You're selling me on it. I was one of the guys that's like, no, fuck that, because then what's next? But at the end of the day, you're right, though. I think if that it, there still can... has to be the human element. You can't remove that. But well, no, in certain have... situations, if you have a non-biased thing doing certain things where usually emotions end up resulting in... Plus, the intimidation factor of one of those things replaces what police used to be. The people thing towering to really, seven feet tall? Like, people, are you going to yeah, mess with that? You're going to have that RoboCop robot. Having like that walking. thing knock on your door? Oh, boom, boom, boom. That thing um, better not knock on my door. I know, but, I'm, you know, <laughs> Dude, in theory, like, if you, if, if you got called or something's wrong and yeah. that thing knocks on your door, like... You know, you're gonna. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of room um, for those to replace a lot of a lot of shit. Yeah. You know, they can get to the advantage point to where even I mean, it sucks because it's taking jobs away, right? Um, but even like fire rescue and shit, it could get to the point where you know you could send a potential one of those dude those robots that they're kicking over that have the arms and the legs that can like push back and stuff like that they could regain easily, their balance could easily go into a burning building scan the environment find something that's got a pulse grab it kindly scoop it up and just exit the building that's yeah. all it has to do yeah you know yeah i think that that could easily happen i think so too i think it's a real possibility so yeah. i thought that was i thought i wanted to chat about that so Fuck i thought yeah. it was it was a pretty legit um, yeah, so that that's pretty much it. I think that's all we really had for for the news. Yeah, I think so. Let me right uh, let me pull it back up just to double check. And doom, 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 doom. yeah, no, that cool. uh, that covers everything. So nice. thank you for listening to the first uh, little fuck around. We just wanted to do something a little bit different. Uh, whether or not this lasts, whether uh, whether or not this is the first and last episode of this, we don't know. Uh, but thanks for checking into Brainstorm before, Network News. Go ahead and give us the plugs. Yeah. So before uh, we we leave you for uh, for another show, um, I do want to plug a couple other things. So plug it. Um, we are actually pretty busy over here. You know. So Super if you busy. don't if you don't hear an episode of one thing or if you don't see an episode of another, it's because we're probably working on, plotting, on another man. project. Yeah. So we've got some cool things coming. You're gonna see some some YouTube content here soon. Not to drop too many. Yeah. Things. Right. Right but, now, as we're recording the audio, we're actually also recording video so that I can start fucking around with some of the video editing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you will actually see. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna plug our episode next week, and the way I'm gonna plug it is by dropping short, like twenty second clips from this podcast that we just did, mm-hmm. but a video. Yep. So, so maybe that, that discussion of robots. You know, who knows? Yep. But it'll it'll really it's gonna start uh, evolving into something else. Um, we've got like this makeshift, makeshift studio over here that we've got going on that I think just every single week it gets better and better. But yeah, if you, if there's not an episode out, it's because we have new podcasts we're working on, new yeah. content we're working on. We're trying to become bigger and better to where this can maybe become more than a hobby someday. Yes, sir. So, um, so what, what's, uh, your new show that, that you've got a couple of episodes out now? Oh yeah. So religion of the unknown. 
Um, that was a great last episode. The that we last did. episode was huge. It's still climbing in plays. I'm probably going to go ahead and plug it again. My goal with that is to have one episode a month. That's what I said. Because it's yep. hard trying to find the caliber of guests that I want to have on. Sure, sure, I can have some nut on there talk about whatever, but I want to have good guests on the show. I want them to be published authors. I want them to be yep. educated experts. Um, we want to have good conversation. I'm talking to two different people right now. Nice. So to give a little tidbit drop to try to plug the, the future episodes, not going to say their names because I'm not going to give them clout if they're not even going to come on the podcast. Um, they Like they need it. They're already probably <laughs> bestsellers. Come on. Um, they would give us clout. Um, but one of them is uh, located in Australia, and he has a very successful YouTube channel. He's done multiple shows. He's done multiple books. And he believes that our race uh, from the beginning of time has been – he says that there's been different points in history, if you go back and read in the Bible, where extraterrestrials have been documented in the Bible to come down, teach us things, and then that's also a huge lapse, a leap forward in our technology. Um, one of the interesting things he says is if you look back to when, like, like there's a period in history to where all around the world, different cultures learned one specific thing at the same time in history. And it was like things like Stonehenge and like, mm. you know, there's a huge, he goes over a lot of stuff. So, he, so he's like noticing the commonalities. He, in the, he in goes the through progressions. the Bible and he pretty much translates it from an engineering standpoint is what mm. he says. And he's had friends that are very, uh, very Christian that they're like, you know, they read the Bible one way. He's like, now read it as an engineer. And he's like, when you read through and you see things, you know, he thinks that on the other side of things. Um, one of the other guests I'm talking to is totally other side of the coin. He thinks that extraterrestrials are part of the uh, Satan agenda and that uh, it's anti-Christian to um, want these things to come. And he does agree that they have also affected us throughout our evolution, however, not for good. Right, in a negative for way. Evil. Okay. For evil. So, you know, so that's, that's some of the stuff I'm working on. Um, what about you? We're uh, doing an episode, another episode of Dank. Yeah, We're so try to maybe drop more. What you thinking? Maybe once every two weeks with Dank, or yeah, once a month. Yeah, we're trying to drop. Uh, I'm trying to drop at least a couple, a couple a month. So, um, you know, uh, so what? Uh, another podcast that we've got on the Brainstorm Network is is Dank Ferrick. It's a Star Wars podcast, the People's Star Wars podcast. The people. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm trying to cover. You know, I'm trying to put one out every other week or so. Um, you know, sometimes like uh, I know our last show with with Reagan. Um, he, it ran long. I mean, it was a such a great two interview you know it was two hours we were we were planning we didn't to, want to, to stop that some, train from no. rolling so we just kind of kept it going <laughs> well, yeah we know. let that train continue to roll and it was it was a great train it, we and enjoyed the ride was holiday yeah so, so um but we're gonna bring another episode of dank ferrick to you to you soon yeah so next week you'll be getting uh well you're listening to it now you're getting this and then also dank ferrick will be available when you're listening to this so make sure yep. to jump over and check that out yes sir but uh but yeah other than that we are on social media so you can check check us out on instagram uh both dank ferrick podcast as well as brainstorm uh network so you can find us at brainstorm network with brainstorm with a z and then at dank ferrick pod um then we're also on twitter with pretty much the and same if you'd handles. like to contact us um about anything really uh brainstorm with a z pod at gmail.com yep cool yes sir signing off see you guys and that's not it